Welcome back to Second Look. In this episode, we'll hear from Jennifer Wilson of the 2PC Growing Place Library, as well as Lacey Moody. Lacey is a 2PC member that curates the popular Lacey Moody Reads Instagram account, where she posts about her love of reading. Lacey and Jennifer will discuss what books they're currently reading, paper books versus reading on a device, how they make time for reading despite very busy schedules, and more. Hey, my friend Lacey. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Busy summer. Yes. Yes. Um, I am Jennifer Wilson. I run the library, and I've been a reader my entire life. And this is my friend Lacey, who has a fabulous Instagram page on books that she reads, and the girl reads a hundred a year. Isn't that right? La- y'all, last year I hit ninety-eight, which is so. pretty amazing. So, okay, but I, what I really need to know is how in the world do you pick out of that hundred what you're going to read every year? How do you pick it out? So I'm definitely more of a fiction reader in general, but any book that has a faster pace Mm. and has a redeemable character or story arc, um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely more of a fast-paced person. I I read a few nonfiction, but the nonfiction I like have to read like a fiction. Kind of like a biography or something. Or I love memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. A good memoir reads like a good novel. Yes. Those are fun. Yes. yes what are you reading now? So I just finished Beyond the Point. It is by um, Claire Gibson. She This is her debut novel. And it's fiction based off of three very different women who played basketball together at West Point. And it follows their friendship through college, and then into adulthood, and it is excellent. I actually did that one on audio, mm-hmm. um, and it was good on audio. Recommend. You okay with audiobooks? Yes, yes. That is one of the ways that I'm able to read so much. I'm able to listen while I'm driving to work and listen while I'm doing laundry or doing dishes. The only time we ever do audiobooks is when we're on road trips. Yeah, with your family or yeah, and we try to pick ones that are like good for little ears too. But uh-huh. you look in the rearview mirror, and they all have headphones on. They're not listening to a word of the story <laughs> that we're listening to. So we jump through hoops trying to pick ones that'll be family friendly. But for goodness sakes, we could listen to anything. What are some books that you found that have been family friendly? So we did um, the Tolkien books. Mm-hmm. When, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm, yeah. When actually, I think the one that we did was The Hobbit. Okay, and it was it's hard to get into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel this way when you're listening to an audiobook, mm-hmm. but it takes a while for you to figure out the voices and the mm-hmm. characters and all that's going mm-hmm. on. And but before you know it, you like sit in the car at the gas station, not wanting to turn the car off because you're like at one of those points, and all the kids are paying attention, and that's fun. So we did those. We just did David McCullough's Pioneers. I haven't heard of that one. David McCullough. I love David McCullough. He, if you like nonfiction that reads like a story, David McCullough is your guy. Okay. I'll add a it lot to of biographies. Um, yeah, but this one is about basically the founding of Ohio. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Anyway. But typically, I don't, we don't do audiobooks. I like to hold a book in my hand. I just, I like that whole feeling of being able to flip back and forward and see the table of contents mm-hmm. when I need mm-hmm. to. And that probably has a lot to do with the fact that I just prefer to read nonfiction, like you mm-hmm. read fiction. Mm-hmm. I just prefer 
spiritual growth and biblical theology. And um, I think that's kind of why working in the library is a good fit for me. Um, I, I feel like in the library, I try to do matchmaking between people and really good books and resources. But anyway, I just, I like to hold the book in my hand and, and read it while it's in front of me. And I'm not a very good library patron because I can't read without a highlighter. And so I typically <laughs> buy my own books instead of checking them out. But I just, I need, I feel like when I can take notes and write in the margins, annotate, highlight, all that, I can digest a book better Yeah. than just um, reading it kind of hands off. Okay. I don't like reading on an e-reader for that stuff for that same reason. I feel like once I flip a page on an e-reader, all that information is gone. Okay. And I can't hold on to it. I will read fiction on an e-reader. Yeah. But I just don't do nonfiction yeah. except in my hands. That's interesting. I When I do read nonfiction, it is hard copy as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Do you I, think it's for the same reason? Maybe. I, I, I feel like if I buy a nonfiction book... Um, doing it to grow myself typically yeah. so I want to have the ability to to take notes so how do you give recommendations to your patrons in the in library, the library? Mm-hmm. usually they come in and they have like a broad like search like I'm going to the beach I want to read something that's fiction I don't want to have nightmares I want it to be escapist and so I will go there are a few Story series, I guess you'd say, a few authors that I'm familiar with in the library that are fiction. Um, So I can usually do a little matchmaking in that vein. It's good that Courtney's in there with me because she's read more of the fiction in the library than I have. So together we can kind of bounce off of each other um, to do that. There are some times when somebody will come in and say, I'm looking for something, you know, I just need to do, I need something to help my mom with her grief. And so then, you know, if I don't have an idea off the top of my head, hallelujah for the catalog system that takes the keyword searches, or you go to like the little section of the shelf and look for something that like speaks to you. There are, you know, just like probably with you picking fiction books, there are authors that you can count on Mm -hmm. that if they're out with something, you know, it's something you'll enjoy. So there are some authors like Nancy Guthrie and Tim Keller and John Piper and um, along those lines, Packer and it's such that if they've got a book that fits that need, that's usually the first one I'm going to go with to put in somebody's hand. Right. But then there's also people you know of in the church who have a particular interest. And so when a new book comes out, you know, I typically will shoot them an email and say, oh my golly, I'm going to add this book and I think you would love it. Let me put it on a whole shelf for you. Yeah. And you've done that for me before. Oh, I, I have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Right now, let's see, I have not picked up a new fiction. I typically read nonfiction during the day and fiction at bedtime. I just finished a two-book set by Francine Rivers. That was my fiction, and I have not picked up a new fiction yet, so kind of looking for some ideas. Nonfiction-wise, right now I'm writing a Bible study on the Gospel of Luke, and so I'm kind of reading a J.C. Ryle's expository series on Luke. I'm reading... um, I think it's Kent Hughes that did the Preaching the Word commentary on Luke. I'm reading that at the same time. And then G.K. Beale has a really big volume and then kind of a 
smaller volume, both on the concept of God dwelling with man. Hmm. And so I cannot off the top of my head, remember the title of the shorter volume. I'm not going to tackle the academic larger volume, <laughs> but this one's like 150 pages. And it's just wow. a great concept of God dwelling with Adam and Eve in the garden and how that kind of shifted to the pillar in the desert and the temple, et cetera, to the, you know, indwelling spirit, okay. you know, Christ living with us. And then I'm sorry. And then to the indwelling spirit. So it's really great concept. That's the kind of stuff that excites me Yeah, about you. So nonfiction. Any, yes. Any? Yes. So the best nonfiction book I've read this year. And, um, honestly, I feel like in the past five years is called, um, oh gosh, the sun does shine by Anthony Ray Hinton. Yeah. I cannot stop thinking about that book and telling people about that book. I um, think you got Courtney to read it. Did she enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's about a man who is wrongfully convicted and put on death row for a little over 30 years. And he got off, I think it was his past year. Um, but it's a, it's a short book. Everyone should read it. It's so good. Um, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like it, that was part, like, Courtney Johnson, who works in the library with me, spent the month of February trying to read a broad selection of, like, African-American experience books, especially as it was related to the church. Mm-hmm. I think, does that fit yeah, along yeah, those he, lines? Yeah, yeah he's, he talks about the Lord in the book. Yeah, um, I thought that was yeah, yeah. part of that section that she read. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Francine Rivers, did you read the masterpiece? by her I've only read two things by her and they were the two (laughs) books that I just read and I really and truly read one of them because it was a Kindle deal of the day I think I bought it for like $2.99 and I can do fiction on my Kindle no problem and we were about to go on vacation and then I loved the first one and then oddly enough you can check out books through the public library digitally on your Kindle yes and they had the sequel and cool. so I just got in line and it showed up on my Kindle one day. So read the second one. I love the library. I love your library, but also the, I appreciate the, the Memphis library. Um, do you have the Libby app or Overdrive? So apps for reading. So I am <clears throat> not young. I don't know about all the apps. I thought it was like Overdrive or something. And then I went to go download the Francine Rivers book and the thing pops up that says, hey, try Libby. Mm -hmm. So I did. I think that's what I'm reading it through. I'm not really sure. I don't even know how it works. I just, it showed up in my list of books and there it is and I'm reading it. Yeah, the Libby app is the coolest um, because because you can do the e-readers on it, and you can also do audiobooks through oh. that. And and I do Audible as well, but um, audiobooks are very expensive, and yeah. so it's nice whenever I can to get them for free through the library. Well, I mean, I even notice like if I want a book really really fast and I don't want to wait for Prime shipping if I'm ordering it, and they say, hey, you know, like the the book itself is $15, but the Kindle is $9.99. That's still expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, being budget conscious, I'd rather go to the library and just get on the waiting list for free. Yes. Um, how, I mean, are there a bunch of books that you can do audio-wise at the library? They have a fair selection. I mean, not, yeah, it, it's pretty good. And you can always request 
to like if there's a certain book that's going to be released or one that you want to read, you can put in a request to the library and then you'll be the first one in line to get it once they get it in. Oh, have you done that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Memphis owes you a debt of gratitude. Oh, for well, saying, any, hey, anybody that loves books. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what do you, I mean, all right. So if you read like a hundred books a year and we've already talked about like the Kindle and the e-readers and Audible and some books are better holding in your hand, et cetera. Like what, how do you break up what you're reading on what device? I mean, is that part of getting to a hundred books a year? Yeah. And I, I do want to say, I guess the number doesn't matter. Um, like if you only read like 10 books a year or five books a year um, and they're great books that's great so like I don't want anybody to feel pressure to make a certain number but I have um, I have three kids that are three almost two and almost one and so I have to find um, I use my time whenever I have it Mm -hmm. to read and so I, I don't wait to when I have like an hour before for before bed to Mm -hmm. read Um, like if I'm in line at Kroger and there's a long line I will pull out my Kindle app on my phone and I'll read for five minutes do they does it link with like your Kindle Mm -hmm. yeah it syncs where it'll it'll put you in the right spot that you were on your Kindle excellent and then when I'm going to work I I think I said I I listen to my audiobooks Uh or when I'm doing just stuff around the house and um, my favorite way to read is definitely in hard copy Uh Um, but I think you need to allow yourself the grace um, to do an e-reader I think long books are really good on e-readers I find myself um, if I'm holding a really thick book I get a little bit overwhelmed but if I'm doing the Kindle and it's just easy for me to to click and I find I just blow through it a little mm-hmm. bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course, Kindles are great for, for travel and stuff too, for space savers. Yeah, I have found that I have a bunch of commentaries and different Bibles on my Kindle so that if I'm reading or studying or writing on a trip, I'm just taking the one mm-hmm. the one book. Right. Um, but I have access to a million. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What about um, with your kids? with them yeah with reading with them so um my kids aren't gifted or anything so my three-year-old is not reading um so but I oh it won't be long I'm sure (laughs) um but I definitely promote reading in my house by um going back to the library we'll we will go to the library and um we'll go to the kids section and I'll let them play in Mm -hmm. the little play area Mm -hmm. And I'll tell the children's librarian, like, hey, um, you know, my son wants books on trucks this week. Or a lot of times I'll say, we need books about pottying this week. And I'll watch them play, and the librarian will bring me, like, eight or Mm -hmm. ten books. And I'll take those books, and I'll put them in visible places around the house. So I'll just put, like, a stack on the coffee table or a stack and, um, you know, where their toys are, like, Mm -hmm. on the playroom. And so they're easily visible and grabbable for them to read um or want me to read yeah um but I really would recommend like any moms or dads um that are interested in getting their kids more into reading to read um oh goodness 
what is her name? Um, the Read Aloud, oh, the Read Aloud Revival by Sarah oh, yeah. McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her book is called The Read Read Aloud Family. I think so. Um, we have it in the library. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That was a plug. Yeah, um, and and the bookmark as well. Well, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um, but that book has it talks about reading to kids of all ages mm-hmm. and how not to force it, but just kind of find what your kid is interested in, whether they're two or whether they're 12 or whether they're 18 um you know find something that they're interested in and just make it visible but don't force it um and she has great lists in the back of the book for every age on Mm -hmm. on tips on Mm -hmm. how to read your kids yeah there's another book it's so much older than that one called honey for a child's heart that has a whole bunch of oh well it's got so she talks about the importance of reading you know with your family um But then she has genres for, like, if you want chapter books, if you want um, books, you know, about this certain subject or this certain subject. These are books that all kids really need to be exposed to, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. I'm Mm going to... I'm going to add There's that. honey for a child's heart. There's honey for a teen's heart. Ooh. Honey for a mom's heart. Okay. Yeah. All we, about reading each other. They're, mm-hmm, okay. they're all in the library. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll have to stop by. Come back. Okay. And you can do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you're probably only halfway through your book goal of the year what's coming up what are you looking for so I'm really excited there is a new book coming out by Catherine Center her first book was how to walk away Um, it's fiction it's a great summer read it's about um, a girl who is engaged and thinks that her life is going according to plan and an unexpected tragedy happens Mm. and just how she deals with it Um, her new book is coming out at the beginning of August and it's called things you save in a fire Um, so I know I don't know what it's about really but I'm excited because I love her that makes me feel sad well the last one had a happy ending I bet it'll be good okay I'm excited about it so that's what's next yes what about um, for you what's going on in the library So right now we are putting together our list for the library book club. Mm. Um, We sometime last spring inherited the women in ministry book club from Yvonne and the crew upstairs and moved it down into the library because it's just kind of a natural fit for the library to have a book club. And we have kind of decided we are going to meet four times a year. It's the second Monday of September November, February, and April, and we figured we would do a biography, a book of fiction, a theological kind of a book, and then a classic. And so we are going to read Becoming Mrs. Lewis, which is our book of fiction. Yes, by Patty Callahan. Yes, I could not have told you her name, but thank you so much for knowing it. (laughs) Um, It stays checked out. It is hardly ever in the library these days. It is so good. So we're going to do that one for the book club. Then the biography, we're going to read Susie, which is the life of Charles Spurgeon's wife. Okay. Which um, a few people have read and said it is fantastic. And so we're going to do that one. The theological book we're going to read is that one by Nancy Guthrie, Even Better Than Eden. And our classic, we think we're going to do Spiritual Depression by Martin Lloyd-Jones. Okay. Okay, cool. That might change, but I think that's what we're going to do. I might have to join y'all for the, especially the the fiction. Please come and lead the discussion. Oh, goodness. Yes. That's not my strong suit. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, those are the four we're going to do. And we'll take recommendations. I mean, if... If anybody, like, reads something that is fantastic and needs to go into everybody else's hands, I'm always open to yeah. suggestions. Um, 
my CC at church, Kana, just started a book club. And oh. um, I know, yeah. And we are reading Boys in the Boat um, next. Yeah. And so I, we're meeting next month. Um, I have not read that book. Do y'all do it monthly? Yes. Do y'all have a good participation in that? Um, I actually have not been able to, to go to the first that two. Happens. I apologize. But I think so. Um, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of a lot of women that have been able to go, which has been that's cool. That is really mm-hmm. nifty. That's yeah. good. Glad to yeah. see y'all reading. Yep. Hey, I'm glad uh, with your busy schedule that you were able to sit down and talk with me. Thanks for coming today. Yeah, it was really fun. Was Thanks, fun. Jennifer. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information about Second, including location and service times, please visit 2PC.org. <laughs>